everybody. We're so excited today to be here for another really fun podcast. I have my friend Rob from the Movie Rob, Rob blog uh, that has been on the my podcast twice before. Is that correct? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Two, twice, maybe three times. I don't even yeah. remember. So this is so much fun. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It's always, it's always fun to be invited, especially... You know, when we get to talk about so many interesting things about movies. Right. Yeah. It's, I, I always really like talking to talking to people that especially have seen a lot. And I don't think anybody has seen more movies than you. It's so impressive. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> At least in, that I know. <laughs> okay, okay. That's something else that you personally know you're saying. <laughs> um, it's very impressive. It, why don't you tell everybody what uh, you're about to accomplish? Um, well, next week, uh, or this week, depending on when this is uh, posted, that's what this week, yeah. on the 24th of February, uh, which is the day of yes. this year's Oscars, I plan on posting my 5,000th uh, movie review uh, since I started my site uh, almost six years ago. That is amazing. Uh, yeah, especially since most of them, uh, or very large portion of them are, are films that I've never seen before. Yeah. That, that, that's the fun of it all. I yeah. Mean, uh, based, based on, on my current tracking of it, um, I would say that I've, that th- uh, three fifths of the movies, you know, 60% yeah. of the movies are, are ones that I've never seen before. That is uh, really impressive. So what do you think that you gain from seeing so many and getting to kind of compare and contrast and see, uh, just such a, a depth of, of uh, classics and new movies and all of that. It, it, it gives me such a great overview of, of the history of film. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, as, as you, you sort of pointed out here, I mean, I've seen movies that have come out over the last hundred years. You know, we're not talking about, you know, there, there are a lot of people who have blogs that they devote them just to new movies or whatever, but I devote them to every movie that I watch. Um, it doesn't matter if it's, I, I love watching, you know, uh, new releases but I also uh, love watching old stuff that I've that I've either never seen or haven't seen in a long time. So I wanted to refresh mm-hmm. my memory of stuff like that. Um, so it's 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 always fun, yeah. you know. And there's a lot of diversity, you know. When when I watch, um, I rarely will watch movies back to back that are similar. You know, mm-hmm. they're usually very very uh, different. You know, I could watch a movie, a silent movie, and then watch uh, you know an action movie. Or uh, you know, or watch comedy, and uh, uh, watch uh, um, something that's that's sci-fi, or or in those rare occasions, you know, either foreign mm-hmm. language or uh, or horror movies, because those are the two themes that I prefer not to that I try to stay away from. But but I've been expanding, yeah, <clears throat> I've been expanding my horizons uh, over the last year with those, and I've seen a lot more um, horror and. Uh, and foreign language films just to be able to give myself and my site a bit more diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do this year as well, because I got added to Rotten Tomatoes this year, which was surreal. And uh, so I'm trying to have a well-rounded um, uh, catalog, I guess, <laughs> of reviews. Uh, and uh, so this year I'm, I'm trying to see uh, more um, of things out of my comfort zone so i uh, will we'll see i kind of started at sundance i went to a couple uh 
I, I just finished Sundance, which was amazing. And uh, I went to a couple that were a little out of my comfort zone and, and it was a really fun experience. So, and did you like them? Um, I liked one of them. Okay. I didn't like the other. So that's pretty, pretty fair. I went and saw a, um, a Bloomhouse production movie called Sweetheart, which was really good. It's a, um, it's a, a monster movie. So those tend to not bother me as far as horror movies as much as other like i don't really like ones with like murderers and stalkers and stuff like that but if it's like a a monster or an alien or whatever like that's enough sort of far removed for me that i tend to be a little bit more um it's more of a fantasy kind of experience i i feel like uh than something that feels real that could really happen um and uh so i i i, I liked it it was good it's about this girl who gets uh stranded on a desert island and uh she there's this creature that's there uh that's um that's kind of hunting her down and she has to fight off this creature and it was it, it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it and uh and then i i saw the exceedingly wicked uh, shockingly vile uh evil <laughs> shockingly evil and vile um which was about ted bundy and with zach efron and it was a big big talked about movie of the festival and i appreciate the risks they took but in the end it didn't really work for me and it wasn't really because it was scary because it really wasn't um but i just felt like they were kind of making him in to be this kind of the hero of the movie which was just weird for me and uh i i get that they were they were trying to sort of portray that like this person looks like somebody you want to root for but is actually bad like that was sort of the they were trying that was the scary part in their eyes but i felt like they went too far with that <laughs> like i'm like are they trying to portray this as an underdog story like this is weird <laughs> I don't know. so i didn't end up caring for it but i i can see why other people will like it it just wasn't for me so anyway it was an issue but i've just been trying to just push myself a little bit this year so we'll see how it continues to go i'm really excited uh i I see here you got to watch the best years of our lives, which oh, is kind of a buck. That, that's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it's, that so many times. Oh, you see it ten times. It looks like at least. Yeah, at least, yeah, yeah. I, I love that film, mm. and I saw it by accident the first time. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh god, a three-hour uh, Oscar movie. I don't know if I really want to watch it, and and then I watched it, and I f absolutely fell in love with it. And I mean, yeah, I'm really excited I, because. It's on my, I have it as one of my blind spot picks this year. Each month I do a blind spot review of a classic that I haven't seen. And, uh, and so I, uh, I finally going to check it off the list cause, cause it is so long, you know, I, I, I just have been putting it off, but I know I'll like it. So I just need to do it. And I'm really excited to, to finally watch it. Well, I look forward to hearing what you, what you think yeah. about it. Yeah. It'll be fun. So we can, we can talk about that if you want one time. <laughs> yeah that would be fun that would actually be really fun um so in the last a thousand because last time we talked to you you were at the four thousand um mm -hmm. what were some what do you think were some surprises maybe some hidden gems you can tell uh the listeners about that they should check out okay um in absolutely no random order mm -hmm. uh or sorry in a random order <laughs> yeah. uh, um the first one is, is Bright Victory, oh. which is a movie with Arthur Kennedy from 1951, where he was actually nominated for Best Actor. Um, 
and he, he plays uh, a soldier who has to deal with with uh, with the fact that 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 he um, that that he loses his sight. And I thought it was just a great portrayal, and it really um, showed me what type of great actor uh, Arthur Kennedy can be. Mm. I mean, he was supporting actor uh, mm-hmm. through most of his career, but this was one of the few films where he was the the lead, and he did such a great job with it. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised at, at, at how uh, enjoyable it was. Um, another one is M, which is uh, from 1931. It was a German film. Um, I don't want to give away too much about it, but it, it's, uh, it, it's about, you know, someone trying to, to, to find this, uh, uh, this man who's, who's uh, done some very despicable acts. Um, and, uh, basically it's, it's, it's about the police trying to catch a, uh, a child murderer and they end up getting cri- the, the criminal element of the city to help because they don't want to be, uh, seen as, as, uh, you know, people who are, are willing to, to agree with what he's doing. So I found it an interesting, uh. Uh, film. I don't think uh, I've ever seen a foreign film that old before. You said it was. Yeah, it was from 1931. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 very good. I've I've seen I think one. I've seen two that are older. Um, That's cool. I've seen. Um, uh, what's the one with Max Shrek? Um, uh, all right. I'll, I'll 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 look it up while we're talking about <laughs> other things. Um, the, also the, 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 the cabinet of Dr. Caliguri, I think that's his name. That was one that I saw. One I was thinking about before was, uh, Nosferatu, which is oh, okay. basically a Dracula, uh, themed film that was in, from 1922. That was also German. And the other one is from 1920, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Hmm. Like a I feel film. like I've heard of both of those, but I haven't seen them. So yeah, they're they're, they're very. very uh, I'm surprised you've never heard of M because that's also yeah. These are the, the the older the 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 much older movies that I come across are usually ones that that mm-hmm. that I've heard talk about in you know not just random things that that, that I come across. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm glad to see you liked. Um, I remember Mama because I love that movie. I think that one's a yeah, gem. I liked it. People I don't say know. I loved it, but I liked it. I, I, I liked the way that they did. I love the book. Uh, uh, the book is is very uh, very charming and uh, really really sweet. And uh, so I uh, I thought they did a pretty good job with the with the movie. And um, so yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and just uh, um, two more that I wanted to mention. Yeah, please. Um, until before I started my my blog, I wasn't really a fan of documentaries. Uh-huh. Um, and I've become a big fan of documentaries uh, ever since. And um, for my 4,800th review, so I, I did a uh, marathon and I watched all seven, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh-huh. movies in documentary series. Which, which is which documentary which, series? It's called the Up documentary oh, series. Oh, they're so good, right? The Seven Up, the seven up uh, documentary series. Yeah. Um, actually, no, I think there's been eight. There are eight. Sorry. There have yeah. been eight, and the ninth is coming out. Uh, maybe. You know what? 
I'm, I'm confused. Maybe it's seven, and then the, the eighth will be coming. Let's up. see. The last one was 56 up, so. That's no, seven. but they didn't start when they were zero. They started when they were, so they, they've done seven. They started when they were seven. That's the first one. No, sorry. They've done eight. They've done eight. All right. Now I, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They you're right. When you're they right. were seven, 21, 28, 35, 42, 49, and 56. And this year, the 63 will, will be coming out. I can't wait to see that one. So just for people who aren't familiar with it, um, it's a very interesting documentary series that basically interviewed, it started in 1964 where they interviewed, uh, I think, 13 kids. Mm-hmm. 14. Um, and the idea was to see how things would change in their lives and their perspective on things uh, over the years. Yeah. And every seven years, they revisit uh, uh, these 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 kids who, you know, as of the last movie, they're all fifty six. Yeah. Um, and it was just the the first. I, I didn't really like the first three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I can say I, I didn't find them as fascinating. But once they they, they turned twenty eight, and they they also changed the format a little bit, where they were uh, for the first ones, they were asking a question and showing the answers of all the kids. Right. Um, what they did was is they ended up starting to just interview each of them for their entire segment. Yeah. So you're watching segments all together. Um, so people who like documentaries and are, this is, this is also before they even started reality TV. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it was so fascinating Yeah. watching people grow up in front of my eyes. Now, obviously, it's, it's it's a different experience for people who've been watching it every seven years and having to wait seven years to watch them, mm-hmm. as opposed to a period of a few days watching uh, these seven-year-old kids all grow up to be fifty-six. Um, but I really, I was fascinated by by what they did with the with with this uh, series. Yeah, it and is the second- excellent. Sorry, I completely, I completely agree with you. I love it. I, I particularly, I think the reason why, at least for me, the 28 is where it really starts to get amazing is you see so many dramatic life changes between, uh, and what the people wanted when they were 21, especially Susie, because she goes from being this chain smoking, uh, you know, that she's not interested in men. She's like, I mean, just very belligerent, very, and then in 28 up, she is married and has like this like so different. It's amazing. Right. It's just incredible to watch. And it is amazing to see how much of what they said in that very first one of what they wanted and what they wanted to do down to like just little like little things um are uh, come to fruition. It's it's really an Correct. interesting thing. Yeah. I no, so I, I, the thing with the thing with the series is I, I can't say that each of the movies themselves are spectacular, but but when you're looking at Together. the whole thing as a whole, that's 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 what really uh, you know ups <laughs> no pun intended uh, really raises everything up even higher, mm-hmm. and that that's what's so fascinating about it. Do you have a favorite you really of all of them? You know these. People. I'm sorry. Do you have a favorite of all of the the one that interests you the most of all of them? Of the the people or yeah, the, the people. The um. Yes. Um. I'm trying to remember his name though. Um. The 
the the one who who becomes physicist. Um, oh yeah, he's really good. What's his name? Uh, uh, I think it's Nick. Nick. I believe it's Nick. I think. Yes, I think it's Nick Nicholas. Yeah, he is really because he basically called his life like what he wanted to do uh, when yeah. he was little, and it's so cute. And uh, yeah, I I think Tony is great, and you know he wanted to be the jockey, and then he ends up being the cab yeah, driver. And he's great, and um, um, I, I, I like Bruce. Also, I, I think that Bruce had a great uh, life arc. I guess you can say. Yeah, he was real. Yes, he was really good. Yeah, and the fact that he actually reached out to to um to another one of them uh to Neil, Neil. I believe. Right? Yeah, and Neil was pretty gripping, especially in the thirties. <laughs> he was like, "Oh no, is he gonna die?" Like I felt like. Especially since I was reading somewhere, I was reading somewhere that that they thought that he wasn't gonna make it. Yeah, you know, they thought that by the next segment. There was one time where he was where he was really depressed or whatever, and uh, the producers thought that that this was going to be the first one who wasn't going to uh, you know make it to the next one uh, alive. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too, and so that's been really interesting to see. I really I agree with you. I love it. I think it is brilliant. And uh, you know, Roger Ebert he said it was the greatest use of film uh, that he'd ever seen. <laughs> The right. series. You won't be able to see the, the next one. I know, I know, it's true. So very cool. I those okay, are some... and one other documentary that I wanted Ooh, to mention. Yeah. Sorry. Oh um, please. I finally saw it. It was a 16-hour uh, uh, Ken Burns film on the Vietnam War. Oh. Which was so fascinating. Uh huh. It was amazing to watch. I mean, it, he he really tries to give so many different perspectives on things um, because of the, the whole controversy and, and stuff. And he really is able to take, take such a, a general subject and make it very personal because of all the people that he's interviews throughout the course of the, of this documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, it's a documentary that, that, that takes place over 20 years, but it has a whole bunch of individual stories dealing with each and each of the specific, uh, um, time periods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So if someone feels uh, that they 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 have the, the time and energy, um, I I think that that that's just a fascinating documentary. It's it's one of my favorite documentaries. Mm-hmm. It was it really really it hit me very hard, you know, on a personal level. Yeah, because it, because it was it was so emotional and it was so great. Yeah, I've seen his. Uh... His one on World War II and his one on the Civil War, but I don't think I've seen the the Vietnam one, so I'll have to check it out because I love I okay. love him. The Civil I'm, War one is on my list. I've never I haven't gotten a chance to see that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really and good. He did one on World War II. Okay, maybe he did one. It was I was uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, I forget. I think it might have just been called the War. Something um, like that. Possible. Uh, but anyway, it was it was quite good, and uh, he he, that. he, he a, picked like four. I've also seen his one on the national parks. He picked like for the war World War Two one. He picked like four different towns in the United States and kind of told the story of the war through the both at home and their uh, units, you know, experiences. Um, that was kind of the 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 approach he took. So it was pretty good. I will definitely look into that. 
that, that, that you've now bumped that up very high on my list. Yes. So look forward <laughs> yeah. to seeing that within, within, the, within the next thousand, probably, probably within the next. Uh, um, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. It's called the war. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Right. Yeah. I have you ever seen, I, I love documentaries. I'm a huge documentary fan. Have you ever seen great gardens? No, that's when I recommend. But I, I, I think I saw the movie that that they made about it, but I don't think I've seen it. It's just if you just want to see like a true kind of fly on the wall of these two people that are just so dynamic and so. Uh, inspirational in their own way, in my opinion, Big and Little Edie. Um, you know, their lives are really kind of sad, but they just seem to all, I don't know, I just love especially Little Edie. And uh, there's a bittersweet feeling to it, and it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, so it's very, they're very weird and eccentric and whatever, and that's kind of part of the appeal. But that's one I would definitely recommend. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so. Very cool. And I also, I'm just a huge sucker for any kind of underdog sports documentary. <laughs> and there was a really good one actually at Sundance called Maiden that I would make, I would recommend looking out for. Uh, it's about the, there's this whole yachting race around the world and it's all about the first all female team to complete the race in 1978 and there could be nothing that's more boring than sailing or yachting to me, but they did such a good job of like really giving momentum and getting you invested. And they had, uh, they had interviews for everybody, which I appreciated. And uh, it was, uh, so they were interweaving archival, you know, footage from 1978 with all these new interviews and it was really good. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was fun. So Anyway, I'll keep an eye out for that also. Yeah, so I, uh, um, so let's talk about the let's talk about 2018 in film, and talk about the Oscars in particular. Uh, what were some of your favorites uh, that maybe weren't nominated? Um, I loved uh, uh, Beautiful Boy. Mm. I thought that was a great movie. With uh, Steve Carell and uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I heard uh, that was really good. I haven't gotten to see it yet. I was I was fascinated by that. I was I was the the Chalamet was the one who got a lot of Oscar buzz or awards buzz, mm-hmm. uh, and eventually he was snubbed. But uh, I still think that Steve Carell does an even better job. I think Steve Carell is is one of those um, co- uh, comedic actors that when he's given a really good dramatic role is able to just hit it out of the park mm-hmm. and uh he was he was great in this film uh, it's a film about a uh, family and how they deal with with their son's uh, uh drug addiction mm. yeah i really wanted to see it. it looked really good it's who's the is who's plays the mom in that do you remember yeah i'm uh, more attorney okay yeah i it looked really good and i i, I kind of want steve Krell to come almost more at this point come back to comedy he hasn't made a a real you know just fun silly comedy in so long and uh <laughs> like you made all these dramas we get it we know you can we get it we know you can do it you've been nominated come back come back and be funny again <laughs> he 
but but he can definitely he he definitely do the drama for sure and so i definitely i wanted to see that it looked pretty good but i just i uh i my other podcast i cover uh uh christmas movies for uh for particularly made for tv for hallmark channel and i i watched 85 christmas movies so a lot of these sort of movies that were released here at least during the christmas season i just still am catching up uh, because it was just Christmas, 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 Christmas. And how many of them are Steve Kerwin? <laughs> Unfortunately, none. But, uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. So I just am catching up on a lot of the Oscar releases and a lot of the the end of the year releases that I missed uh, <laughs> because I was watching so many Christmas movies. But anyway uh that's cool uh and what are some others do you have any others that uh... um back to, back to documentaries mm-hmm. um i really really loved the uh, three identical strangers mm-hmm. that was so fascinating and i was actually very upset also that that was snubbed yeah uh, i agree with you there it? yeah have i loved it? it it was amazing it and was, it was scary because it was so amazing that's yeah it on uh, my mouth was a gape like i i successfully went in unspoiled which i'm so glad i did because uh, normally i don't care about that kind of yeah, thing so like, but with that i was so glad that i did and i just i could not believe that that all was happening and that like there's still twins out there that don't even know that they are twins like it's crazy correct unbelievable i i yeah it's like they should at least be able to have the results of all of this this study i mean it it seems crazy that it's locked up but i don't know <laughs> nuts well yeah that's a really good one i i really loved yeah, uh, uh, the um i really loved will you be my neighbor uh, i don't know if you got a chance to see that but um i, I saw it it was okay. I didn't think it was spectacular, and I did grow up on uh, on Mr. Rogers. Uh-huh. Um, I, I thought it was fascinating. It was a fascinating story about it, about who he was. Yeah. But it it wasn't. I didn't find it to be so earth shattering and groundbreaking as some people did. Yeah, I really loved it. I just felt like it did such a good job of like drawing you into the story and the way they had it sort of paced and structured. Like when he is sitting there in front of Congress, like. That whole scene was so amazing to me. I, I mean, I can't wait until we get the, uh, you know, Tom Hanks is going to be playing him in a, in a film version. And right. that, because, you know, just the way that, that that crusty old senator was like, you just scored your money. I was like, wow, that was really cool. I, so I thought that it right. was, for what it was trying to do, I think it was very well executed for that kind of documentary. Yeah. Um, and I, I certainly thought it should have been nominated, but in fairness, I haven't seen two of the nominees. Um, but I, th- I thought it was better than RGB. Pers- I mean, RBG personally. Yeah, RGB also. I, I liked it, but I didn't think it was spectacular. Um, and uh, I didn't find it to be that great. I thought it was okay. It was. It was um, fine. I enjoyed it, but yeah. Right. I'm looking forward to still seeing Free Solo and Hale County. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, they just barely aired Hale County this week on PBS here on public television. And so I got it on my DVR <laughs> to watch. So I'm excited to see it because I heard it's actually pretty interesting and experimental. Um, and, uh, but yeah, free solo is, is, is pretty nuts. <laughs> uh it's i enjoyed it It, it's where i'm glad it was worth nominating but but anyway yeah i it was a really strong year for documentaries there were a lot of good ones last year so i i really like minding the gap too i'm glad that got nominated i saw that at sundance actually last year and uh i thought it was really moving and pretty amazing that he got all that footage from such a time it starts off telling one story and then it switches to another story yeah yeah it becomes a movie about domestic violence and how it impacts these boys and what kind of men they become i felt like which is really Mm -hmm. interesting so great very cool well yeah some i i really loved i don't know if you got a chance to see lean on pete that was a movie that i really loved it might be a little slow for uh um it, but i just thought it was so moving and i really think charlie Plummer is a, a really good new talent that uh, he was in that um ridley scott movie uh, all the money in the world one i thought he was solid in that and and he's great in lean on pete that was one and i was i was bummed that paddington 2 didn't get anything like i would have liked to have it had gotten like a visual effects or because i just loved that movie i thought it was so sweet but Oh well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, um, my my favorite film of of twenty eighteen though was uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, so good! That was my second favorite movie. So yeah, I loved that. What, what is, was your first favorite? My favorite was Mary Poppins Returns. I thought it was just I so. I thought it was so delightful. I just it captured that old-fashioned Disney magic to me. And I haven't been a big fan of these remakes that they've been doing. But for, for me, this was the one that they got right. I thought it had such heart. I thought I loved the choreography and the music and all the performances. And I just loved it. So, <laughs> But I loved Into the Spider-Verse as well. I mean, they're totally different uh, movies. but um, oh, Completely different. No question. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, but for me, Into the Spider-Verse was, was something that, that just it completely blew me away because, because of the way they were able to take various forms of animation and yeah. put them all together. Um, and the story itself is also great. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it had a ton of heart. I loved that scene where his dad is talking to him outside the door. That that scene was great. I, I think uh, it the like the whole thing with his uncle i thought that really worked and so it wasn't just the flashy animation i think the story was really good and it was really funny too so i i completely agree with you and i think it's really going to be a game changer for animation i've already seen like there's talks Uh, that they're doing a uh, there's talks that they're doing a batman animated film with kind of a similar style which would be amazing yeah so that's true yeah and i loved uh leave no trace i thought that was just so such a i saw it at sundance then i saw it two other times i just thought it was such a beautiful coming of age story of a girl realizing she doesn't have to make the same choices as her father and like at the end when she decides to stay 
I was just so proud of her. <laughs> like, way to go. And uh, uh, so I, that was one that I loved um, from the year as well um, uh, that wasn't nominated for, for anything. But. Okay, man. I like that one. I didn't think it was that great. Mm-hmm. I thought something was missing. It moved along too slowly. Mm. I can understand that. Because a lot of the movies that hit big at Sundance were ignored at the um, uh, at the uh, Oscars. Um, but I I also, I, a little hidden gem that I don't think that kind of flew under the radar that I loved from last year is called Juliet Naked, um, which sounds risque, but it's actually not. Um, it was really good. It's based on this Nick Hornby novel, and I love Nick Hornby um, novels and movies. And it's about this... Uh, um woman played rose burns who kind of comes to realize that she wishes she had she had chosen to have children but she made the choice to kind of not you know when she was younger and uh and she's been dating for 13 years this guy who's like obsessed with this band with this singer and he hosts this like podcast and all these message boards and chats where they like dissect every single song and what does it mean and every single line of lyrics and and uh one one day she ends up stumbling upon the actual singer in one of the message boards and they it was played by ethan hawk and they end up uh having this they end up communicating with each other and then they end up meeting and it was so i thought it did such a good job of like kind of talking about obsession but like also sort of standing up for all of us that are a little maybe a little obsessed with some of these things um and uh just he it's interesting because he the not character has all of these children you know that he's trying his best to be a a dad and he has more children than he knows what to do with (laughs) and the rose burn character is wishing she had decided to have children she has like these different perspectives and uh it was really good and i wish more people had gotten to see it so Interesting. Okay, that's what I, I recommend that, checking that out. Get on my list, and you now help bump that up a bit. Woohoo! All right. Um, so uh, let's talk about the Oscars. So okay, we have- which obviously was most of the Oscar movies are missing from are some of our favorite movies twenty eighteen. I, I don't have any of the uh, best picture nominees in my top ten. I do. I actually have two of them. Ooh. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. So, what were your two favorites of the eight nominees? Um, a Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, interesting. What What did you like about both of those? Um, well, A Star is Born, I've seen all uh, all four versions of it. Uh-huh. Um, I actually watched them all together, you know, in a, in a row, um, just to be able to compare and contrast everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that Bradley Cooper did an amazing job bringing the story to... To, 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 today, to take the originally and, you know, build on that story and, and then in 2018 be able to give us um, a, a very good update of, of, uh, of this timeless story, basically, yeah. about, you know, about, about uh, uh, what, what can you, falling, uh, rising stars and falling stars, you know, who pass mm-hmm. in the night, basically. That type of thing, yeah. um, and uh, the music was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that 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 "Shallow" is the only song that yeah. that gets any type of uh, recognition in in the, that movie. That are yeah. great. 
I agree with you. I really love it. It's my second favorite of the nominees, uh, Star is Born. I really loved it. I think the key for me is that movie had to have great chemistry, and they did have great chemistry. And yeah, the songs were so good. In my opinion, I think it is the best singing in a a mainstream release since uh, Dreamgirls. That's what I think. Well, I'm not a big fan of Dreamgirls, so I would agree with you on that. But the singing was really good. I mean, Jennifer Hudson could sing. I, I think and Beyonce was a good singer. Right. Um, right. But, uh, but just, it was so good because so many of these musicals that I go to, I'm like, ugh, why, they, why didn't they hire a good singer? Like, why, why do I have to listen to this? Like, it's just frustrating. I mean, there's so many, but uh, this, this, they got amazing singing it was so good and and as as a first-time director i think uh yeah you know uh bradley cooper showed that he really has has what it takes yeah to, and i to be able to, to, to get a movie like this and one of the, one of the things that, that that's pretty annoying is that um i mean this is the first time that in at the the, D, the director's guild mm-hmm. this is the first time that 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 someone was nominated in both the first first time director uh, crop and best director, and he didn't win first time director. Someone won first time director. So like you're saying, okay, on the one hand, oh. here's someone who among the top five best directors. That's so okay, weird. Overall, but when you're dealing with something that that that's uh, you know just the first time director the only one of five who was nominated for director but he still lost that is really weird um, so i i think with the with the backlash that 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 has gotten i mean it, it peaked too early yeah when it came out in that was going to go and it was going to sweep the oscars yeah and There's, yeah right now they're going to be they're gonna be lucky to get more than, more than just that song Yep. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, like, there's always one every year that they, like you said, peaks too soon. Whether it's like Boyhood was over, that's going to win, and it peaked too soon. La La Land, same thing. Uh, and then people are like, "Oh, it's winning everything. I'm not going to vote for it." <laughs> You're like, "Wait a minute. <laughs> that's, if it deserves to win, vote for it. If you if you don't like it, that's fine." But uh, but yeah, I really loved it. I thought it was great, and I was happy that it did so well at the box office because I think it. It was a little bit more of a uh, artistic film, a little bit more of it. So for it to have that kind of mainstream mainstream success is always nice to see. You know, that's not only the the super mm-hmm. movies and the whatever that that do so well. So that made me happy. Uh, of the uh, right. So uh, so you know, and they had that whole kerbuffle, but they were going to do the uh, popular movie award or whatever. <laughs> It's like, you obviously don't need to do that because we have Black Panther and A Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody, who both made huge at the box office, getting nominated. So uh, it's, a, it's a good thing. So you asked yeah. why, why Bohemian Rhapsody is. Yeah, what did you like about that? Uh, it has to do with, with, with uh, Rami Malek's performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he really transformed himself into uh, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't really looking forward to the movie when mm-hmm. when I saw it because I was like, ah, it's just gonna be another uh, musical biopic and whatever. Um, but they, they did some really nice things there and and uh, and showed that 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 they can uh, 
you know, take, take the normal biopic and make it feel even more emotional and, and uh, personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it, uh, but I can understand why it worked for you and so many other people. It was a little too corny for my taste. Uh, I wanted it to be a little, I don't know, there were just moments like, I don't know, like the fact that, he, like that whole scene in, in the office where with the Mike Myers guy, the producer, like that was just so corny to me. I felt like I wish the script had been a little bit better. The script was a little pedestrian in my opinion, but it did have, I, th- I think the concerts were incredible. And I do agree yeah. that I, that Malik was strong. My favorite of the nominees was Roma. It, it's, it was just so moving to me. I thought the cinematography was stunning. Um, but I really just thought going on this sort of journey with, with Cleo and particularly anything with her pregnancy was just so devastating. And I was just really, um, I was just bawling. Um, and it really got me <laughs> and it just felt very intimate and very close to me. Um, so that one was my favorite. I have it at 11 for the year for my ranking. I have stars born at 15. Roma. Um, I actually thought the day it came out on Netflix uh-huh. and, uh, and I thought that visually it is a, such a stunning movie, but, uh, I, I, I couldn't get into the story. I felt that the story was really weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that, that it a lot. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why everyone is, is falling head over heels over this movie. Again, visually, it's amazing. He really mm-hmm. doesn't, uh, I, I've, I've read some articles about, about the production design and mm-hmm. you know, how every single thing in the movie is based on, on certain things and they're, they're, they're trying to in, evoke certain emotions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and, and I thought that that was done really well. But the story, just, you need to have a movie with a story. It I felt like weak. it is very slice of life kind of story. And, and I, I feel like it seems like from whatever, you're not as big a fan of that. Um, but, uh, but I just felt like I really was able to sort of walk in her shoes. And I felt such connection to her character that I just enjoyed following her character. And, uh, and I, I was just, when she loses the baby, I just thought that was so devastating. And so it's a different kind of experience than like a, uh, a narrative, like say the Bohemian Rhapsody has, you know, where there's like, it's, it's a different kind of movie and I get it wouldn't, wouldn't be for everybody's taste, but I, uh, I, I, I felt um, like I enjoyed spending time with that character. So I don't know if that makes sense, but okay. um, yeah, All right, I can understand that. I mean, I, I must say looking at the nine, nom- uh, the eight nominees, uh, I can't really say that I'm enthusiastic about any of them. Uh-huh. You know, there's, there's not one of them. Ah, this is a movie that should win best picture. Most years you have one or two that are like that. Um, for me, at least this year, I didn't feel that in any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have a strong feeling that, that Roma is going to go and, and, and uh, it's going to have the most wins. And it's, I think it's going to win best picture. Also, it's going to be probably the first time my prediction is it's going to be the first time that a uh, foreign language film will also win uh, best picture along with uh, best foreign language film. Yeah. We might be surprised. You never know. Uh, because of the the way they do the, the uh, these days, yeah, I would love if Shoplifters won for best foreign film because it is so it, it was it actually made my top ten. I love it, um, but you might not like it. It's very slice of life. <laughs> it's very, uh, but uh, 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I do think, I mean, Netflix nope. has poured money. Their slice of life. But you have to have a story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like if I'm connected enough to a character, I can enjoy being with that character and, and, uh, and it's a different Correct. experience. Okay. Yeah. Um, Correct. And, uh, I definitely <laughs> but there's, there well i don't know anyway i but i love shoplifters and uh, i uh uh so i would be really happy i love the director of shoplifters his name is hirokazu Kurida, and i think he's just a master of what he does and um so that would be really cool but yeah i i agree with you i think that roma is uh going to is going to win i mean netflix has poured money into that campaign and unfortunately that's oftentimes the most de- most determining factor it shouldn't be but Correct. uh it is oftentimes so Correct. um so yeah uh my next favorite was green book i know it's gotten a lot of pushback but i really thought it was a a nice story about an unlikely friendship and i made me want to be I a better it was a nice friendship and that was it i didn't think it was anything more than that it was it was done well Mm-hmm. But it doesn't doesn't feel as if it brought anything new to the to the whole ideas of of the nineteen sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it at twenty, so it wasn't like my favorite movie of the year. But I don't know. I I just thought it did what it was trying to do really well. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and then I uh, and I feel like a lot of the pushback. Here's my opinion on Green Book. I feel like that a lot of people kind of want it to be more of a message movie than it actually is. Like we had a lot of sort of protest films this year, whether it be Black Klansmen, uh, The Hate You Give, uh, Blind Spotting. Uh, there were a number of them, and I liked those films. Uh, but and those films were definitely like protest films. They had a strong message, and in my opinion, like Green Book is, that's not what it is. It's just a story about a friendship between these two people. It's not trying to change the world or be a, you know, a protest movie or speak out against Trump or anything like that. It's just a simple little movie. (laughs) And uh, so I don't know. That's great. But, uh, but yeah. You mentioned Black Black Klansman. I I really liked Black Klansman until the, the epilogue. Yeah, because exactly made it into you know an anti-Trump film, yeah, anti-established film and stuff like that. Instead of telling the story as it was, you know, the the absurdity of it all, which is amazing. Yeah, I agree with you about that, hundred percent. I felt like that, like Spike Lee couldn't get out of the way of his own movie. Uh, that I, with that, right. that it would have been much better. Like, we're not stupid. We get it. We understand the, uh, and maybe he just wasn't confident that people would get it. And so it was like, oh, we got to spell it out for you. But, uh, but we get right. it. I, I, don't like, I don't like movies that need to spoon feed everything to us. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is, which brings me to Vice, which is why I've never been a big fan of Adam McKay. Um, yeah. Because, like, The Big Short, I hate it because. They're trying to spoon feed everything to us and say, okay, everyone is stupid. This is how we're going to explain things to you. Yeah. Um, and that advice also, you know, from the political yeah. perspective. 
So I shouldn't uh, have said that Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that Bohemian Rhapsody was my least favorite of the nominees because that's not true because Vice is the least favorite of the nominees for me. I felt like it was prop, like <laughs> full-on propaganda. Like it was so manipulative in because at least the big short was kind of just like cheeky explaining stuff where I felt like this was like they would put this really traumatic image out and then like expect then manipulate you into believing whatever then they said next. And I'm like, I and I'm not like a huge you know dick cheney fan but i don't i don't care what you're talking about that's that is that's what propaganda does it uses images to then try to convince you of whatever it is and i i just thought they they tried to s- disguise it as a comedy but in my opinion it was i hated it i thought it was terrible i can't say it was terrible but because it did have its points but, but uh wasn't wasn't as effective as it could have been yeah yeah for sure how do you feel about black panther getting uh nominated um i think it was a good movie i don't think it was deserving of uh um because it's not best picture Mm -hmm. it's this this that has to the list of best pictures uh, because people are trying to show how diverse they want to be with, uh, with, with, their, with, with voting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, people are looking from race, racial perspectives and, and gender perspectives and all that stuff. So sometimes there, there are nominations that, 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 that move, forward, move forward because of uh, of these reasons, not because it's it's it's, it's a movie that, that is deserving to be in that particular category. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, again, I, I thought Avengers: Infinity War was much better than Black Panther. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think Black Panther has this this message. You know that 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 that's so great that mm-hmm. that needs to you know. The, the fact that Black Panther is the first superhero movie to, to, to be nominated for Best Picture, okay, um, when the whole reason that they changed the way that they, they do Oscar voting is because of The Dark Knight, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, where that uh, a nomination for Best Picture. But when you look at The Dark Knight and you look at Black Panther, okay, um, there's much that are, there's so much that is different between the two of them. I mean, The Dark Knight actually deals with you know uh, good versus evil you know it, it questions and stuff like that um mm-hmm. ask those questions yeah i actually think it does this is a fun action movie it was a fun movie i'm not saying it was a bad movie mm-hmm. i just don't yeah, so I have it at 43. So obviously it's not even close to my top of my list, but it is my favorite of the mainstream superhero movies outside of Spider-Verse. Obviously that's my favorite. Um, but the thing I liked about it is that I felt like it actually did have something to say. Uh, I felt like the the conflict between Killmonger and T'Challa was that Killmonger thought it was shameful that they were hiding Wakanda and hiding the titanium from all these countries that didn't have, that didn't, that were in need and that were getting people that were being persecuted and that Wakanda could have been an ambassador to then go out 
and help all of these nations. Whereas T'Challa felt like we need to protect this. We need to protect Wakanda. We need to, we need to hide. And that's what his father thought. And that's why, uh, and so there was a conflict between these two characters. And I thought that, that that's what made him a really strong villain and you were you really understood his perspective like he kind of took it to a dark place but that's what makes a good villain is somebody that takes it takes a true principle and then because he wanted to then go and be a military activist right michael b jordan does an amazing job yeah. and i think that 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 uh, killmonger is a better character than, than T'Challa is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually the one that, that I was surprised was snubbed. You know, mm-hmm. I think that Michael B. Jordan was the one who should have been uh, nominated for actor mm-hmm. um, because he does a great job as the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, he does a really good movie, job. Yeah. The movie as a whole just doesn't, 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 doesn't do it for me when you put picture nominee yeah i'm fine with it being nominated because i did think it was a pretty good uh like i I guess i look at things is it successful in doing what it's trying to do and i think for the most part aside from some wonky cgi it was successful in doing what it's trying to do and and you could say that it's obviously not in my in my it's 40 43 on my list so obviously i would not have nominated it but because I did like it and I thought it was really successful <laughs> in doing what I was trying to do, I'm okay with it being nominated. Um, but I would have nominated, I would have nominated uh, a lot of different movies ahead of it <laughs> that I liked better. I liked uh, Creed two better. Uh, I liked 40, 42. Yeah, forty two better. <laughs> That's right. Um, I liked Mission Impossible Fallout better. I there were a lot that I liked better. So um, I don't know. It's an interesting theme. Okay, Fallout is not a movie that you would that you would think to to put his best picture, right? No, but I I like I do like the fact that we are ter- we are starting. Even though I wasn't crazy about like Bohemian Rhapsody, or uh, it, I I do like the fact that we are sort of expanding. I think to a little bit more commercial this year. I mean, I guess we haven't in past years because there's something like Hidden Figures that was a big hit, American Sniper, big hit, but those still kind of feel like Oscar-y movies. And so it's kind of cool, I feel like this year, but I, I don't know. I mean, Mission Impossible was a really good movie. It, it was a very, it did what it was trying to do very well. <laughs> and so if it had been nominated, I wouldn't have complained, personally. Okay. Whereas, like, I feel like other movies where I'm like, why is that being nominated? Because I don't feel like it did what it was trying to do very well. <laughs> like, here's one that I, so I had a bunch of unpopular opinions this year. Most of them weren't nominated, but I wasn't a big fan of First Man. I felt like I didn't get uh, to most, know. What's that? Most people weren't. <laughs> yes. I felt like I didn't get to know Neil Armstrong hardly at all. I felt like he was just flat the entire movie. It looked pretty, um, but I, I just felt like his character was exactly the same at the beginning of the movie as it was at the end of the movie. I didn't understand why he wanted to go to the moon. I felt right. no, no motivation from him. And so I was just, I just felt kind of disengaged and like I was just watching just pretty images, but I didn't, I don't know. It was frustrating to me. I mean, the biggest problem that I had with First Man was is that, that I mean, I'm personally a fan of 
uh, the NASA missions and the Apollo missions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I've seen a lot of stuff. About it. I mean, one of my favorite miniseries is uh, From the Earth to the Moon, mm-hmm. um, which uh, which is from Tom Hanks and uh, Ron Howard. You know, they, yeah. they did such a job in that. But um, so so I know most who most of Apollo astronauts were and what they did you know, some of the personalities and stuff like that from different things that I've seen or read or whatever. And I, I went to see First Man with my wife who doesn't know anything about these type of things. And she was so confused. Yeah. And I had to explain things to her. I needed to explain things to her because of past knowledge on things. Um, Artie was, was, not, uh, was not a good sign. Because it yeah. means that someone who doesn't, the idea that in my opinion, when you go see a movie, you want to be able to understand that movie from a standalone point. Yeah. Okay. You don't need prior knowledge. You don't need, uh, you know, you don't need to be psychic or anything like that. You need to be able to, to see the story for what it is. Okay. Obviously if it's a sequel, that's a different story because a sequel will take stuff, you know, right, 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 right. From the first, stuff like that. something like this is supposed to be completely standalone. They're supposed to be able to explain everything to you that you want to know. They're not supposed to, take it into you're not they're not supposed to assume that you know anything um and this film did that mm-hmm. you know i had to explain to my wife who Deke's was, okay yeah. um yeah and why he the why he was in charge and you know like yeah. there's yeah. stuff that that you know from from seeing the right stuff and whatever yeah. but but again as a standalone, it yeah. was just missing much. It gives you the feeling of an astronaut. There's no question about that. You know, when you're sitting in, in the, you know, when, when you see him sitting in the, the, in the, the cockpit and it starts vibrating because it's going through, that was really cool. Yeah. But from a story perspective, it was, it was just lacking so much. Yeah. I agree uh, with you. When, uh, I and- I it, when I saw it, I gave it an eight. And when I think about it, it didn't deserve that. You know, and I can't, I can't, I can't give it, uh, I can't change my rating on something until I see it again. And I have no desire to see it again, which is a problem. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I agree with you. I, uh, when you think of the great space movies, like I, you think of Apollo 13 and how we were so clear on Jim Lovell's motivation, even though that scene where he covers up the moon with his feet thumb and you you were just so clear on that motivation and then when he's up in the you know and then he covers up uh the earth with his thumb like that that was so good and and also just how like rich that movie is so like we come to know like you come to know like gary sinise's character which is like a fairly minor character even kevin bacon's character way better than i felt like i got to know neil armstrong's character and as the yeah, yeah, yeah. character like you got to know all the people at mission control in apollo 13 you like when they were trying to do that 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 um that vacuum hose thing <laughs> like you were felt it for the mm-hmm. um for the people in mission control and ed harris's character was really good and and uh you know like you said the right stuff is another great example where it's like so many characters but you feel invested in in all of this journey and so yeah that was one that i i found frustrating i also had an unpopular opinion on widows that a lot of people loved that movie, but I felt like it wasn't successful in doing either. Oh, okay. Well, I won't spoil it, but I didn't feel like it was successful in doing either of the things that it was trying to do. Uh, And it had very good cast, but that was an unpopular opinion I had. I didn't really like that one. Um, And I didn't really like the ballad of Buster Scruggs. 
Um, I felt like they were all just kind of forgettable shorts uh, from the Coen brothers. I, you think about their great, I feel like, I feel like with the Coen brothers recently, they have been doing a good job of creating homages to different things like with Hail Caesar to classic Hollywood, but then the story isn't like up to snuff. And I think about their old movies that you think about something like Raising Arizona, which was so funny and it wasn't just like we've got the setting right or Fargo. It wasn't just like, oh, look, we created effective uh, South Dakota. It had like a great character and really great, a great script. And so I, right. I, I, I thought it was just, they weren't like awful, but they were just very forgettable to me. I'm not going to remember them. But the other very unpopular opinion I have is I was not a fan of If Bill Street Could Talk. Um, I thought that it was very frustrating because yeah i like slice of life movies where i'm following the characters around but the only way those movies work is if i feel like it's an authentic person that i really like this is a, a real person who could have really existed and i'm really invested in who they are this movie i felt like i was watching a play and the the script felt so artificial and phony to me and it was very irritating the whole time i was watching it, i was just like Nobody talks like that. No one talks that way. And like a lot of people are comparing it to fences and I'm like, okay, well, the thing with fences is I at least felt like I got to know who those characters were that here. They didn't even have that benefit. Cause it was usually, cause at least that has this, this based on this, uh, this play, this famous play that's very verbose in this, it was mostly just sort of images and I had no idea who these people were. And then they talk and it was like, it didn't feel authentic to me. It didn't feel, I didn't feel like I got to know who they were. And so it was very frustrating. And I really was not a fan of if Bill Street could talk. So that was, okay. I definitely agree with you on that. Oh, I you was, did? I yeah. was looking forward to seeing it. I was very much looking forward to seeing it. And I was extremely disappointed. Oh yeah. And, and I, I still am, am trying to figure out why, um, Everyone is saying Regina King was amazing in that movie. Mm -hmm. She was good. I didn't think she was amazing because she wasn't in it for long enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, for supporting, she was the best part of the movie. But aside from the music, the music was good. But um, but yeah, no, she wouldn't be on. She wouldn't be my pick. I mean, she did good. She did a good job with what was asked of her. But uh, but right. yeah, I I agree with you. And I just I just walked out being very frustrated because <laughs> I was like. It has all these good pieces, but I just didn't feel like it was well done as far as the movie. Right. I mean, I was frustrated from the perspective that I was saying, okay, what did I miss that everyone else yeah. seems to think, you know. Me too. Me too. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's interesting. We all have our unpopular opinions. Uh, yeah. I. Who do you think, who are your predictions for, we got your, you think Roma will win? Uh, you, for the other major categories, you think a Corona will win Best Director? Yeah, there's no, I, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. Um, actor, it's between Malik and, and uh, Bale. Um, Ooh, really? Bale, huh? That's what I think. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Because 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 he's able to, he does such a transformation there. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, personally, if, if, if I was voting, I would vote for Cooper. I think Cooper does the best job there. Uh, but, but we all know he's not going to get it. Um, right. So it'll be between Bale and Malik, and I think Malik is going to get it in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, supporting. What do you think about actor? I kind of, I, I think Richard E. Grant might win because he has just been all. Oh, actor, actor, actor. oh, oh, actor. Uh, yeah, I, uh, let's see who all uh, the, um, uh, yeah, I do agree. I think that, uh, that either I could see, um, I could see maybe Viggo Mortensen, but like, it's, there's so much, uh, I feel like not that not liking that movie right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think Rami Malek will probably win. And he deserves it. He did a good job. Yeah, no yeah. question about that. Uh, okay, let's go to best supporting. Yes. I think that Richard E. Grant might actually be kind of an, an underdog win. He's been all over social media and been so positive and so just like just enjoying the whole experience and uh, I think a lot of people actually did really like. I haven't seen it. The, can you ever forgive me? Um, I don't know. I could just see that being like the one sort of surprise. Oh, I saw, I saw it last week, oh you did? What do you think? Yeah, I saw it last week. Uh, I liked it. Um, I thought he does a nice job with the role. Um, I still think that uh, that uh, Marshall Ali is going to walk away with, uh, with with another Oscar for this. Yeah, it's a strong list. I mean, Sam Rockwell, he does not. What What is that? Get that out of there. Um, but I, I, I mean, I would love to see Sam Elliott win because I just love him and I thought he was great. It was a really great supporting role. If I was voting, I would be voting for Sam Elliott also. Yeah, and I, um, I actually loved Adam Driver in Black Clansman. I thought he was great. And so I was happy to see that he got nominated because I felt like he was kind of under the radar. But yeah, you're probably right. Mahershali will probably win. And I thought he was great uh, in the role. Uh, but I could just see Richard E. Grant as a uh, dark horse, I guess, coming in. It's surprising people. I remember for an actress, uh, what do you, do you think it will be, Regina King? Um, feeling that it will be Regina King because Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz are going to be splitting their votes yeah. um but the, the 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 person to look out for is uh marina tavira tavira yeah. whatever her name however pronounce her name from roma i have a feeling that 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 all the love for roma is going to help her in this one because because this is a category this is this isn't a category where you have a clear front runner um and i think that there are mm-hmm. going to be people who say that okay Roma's going to be winning Best Picture and Best Picture whatever. That's right. some sort of uh, acting also. And, and the fact that it came out of nowhere to, uh, to, to, to get this nomination also says something. Mm. And Regina because King hasn't won that many. Movie. Yeah. I could see it. I could see that. Um, right. So that will be a nice approach. Do you think that Spider-Verse will pull it off? Do you think it... Uh, I uh, I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah, I I think it would be quite an uproar if uh, if Disney were to to win with either. even though I like both those films actually a lot. Uh, I just it's God, God. I like them also. I like them both also, but but not as much. Yeah. Wait, but what about actress? 
Um, you think about actress? Oh yes. So actress, I think Glenn Close will win. I I just feel like it's her yeah. year. So I, I don't think I deserves to win for this role, but mm. uh, but but uh, there's there's a lot of reasons why she's doing it. First of all, um, have you ever seen the movie The Wife? I haven't. I heard it's. I heard oh, she's okay. good, but it's not that great. She's good. It's not that great, but the the, the message uh, goes along a lot with with uh, the whole Me Movement, which will also oh, okay. help her to. To, to win here, and plus a lot of people feel that 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 uh, she's she's been deserving for years to win, and she finally yeah. will win. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Like uh, with uh, like Julianne Moore with Still Alice. Now that that was, I mean, that was a good movie, but there was also sort of a feeling of like you've been nominated a bunch of times before. This is your year. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, but that year, that year, uh, um, uh, what's her name for Gone Baby should have won. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Uh, it was that uh, Amy Ryan. Gone girl. Gone girl. Rosamund. Gone girl. Yeah, Rosamund Pike. Gone girl. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh. You know, have you gotten into all this whole controversy? Like, so they just announced today that they are going to give out all the awards. <laughs> it's just like, I, I said today, I thought, uh, you know, there's going to be the uh, Oscar Oscar nominated movie next year about the behind the scenes drama of the Oscars. Seriously. It's been ridiculous. Um, I actually know that they, that they had announced that, but I'm very glad that they did. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think if they were going to say, okay, these are awards we're going to do during commercials. Come on. What's the bullshit? Yeah. Sorry, what's the, um, yeah. the idea is that, 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 you know, people want to see the show for the awards. It doesn't matter which awards. These are the awards that are given. So why yeah. should they say this award is less important than any other award? And, and then, uh, so, you know what, cut some of the stupid skits. If that, I'm if you want idea. So there, there are things that you can cut besides yeah. cutting awards and say, okay, your award is going to be given during during the commercials. And then we're just going to tell everyone afterwards what it was. I agree. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, they, yeah, they have scenes like, you know, them giving out pizza and stuff. Like, you're just like, get rid of all of that. It's ridiculous. And, you know, last exactly. time they went, they went to, uh, I had a whole bunch of people at that uh, Wrinkle in Time screening. You know, you're just like, what is going on? And, uh, and I mean, of all the things to cut, cinematography? What on earth? Like... I mean, I guess I could kind of see if they wanted to make a whole separate ceremony for the shorts, you know, and do it as its own thing. I guess that would maybe make sense. But like, but I still, I mean, I'm glad that they're keeping it the way it is. But, um, uh, but cinematography? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I don't know. Nuts. So it, it's, it's a weird thing. And they're... <laughs> So anyway, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens and uh, I'll be curious to, to hear your thoughts on uh, your blog and on Twitter and everything. And when you get that, uh, uh, get the, uh, the uh, 5,000 review, that's going to be amazing. I, I, that's, yeah. Congratulations. That is such an incredible accomplishment. I appreciate it. Way to go. I, I, I think that. It's amazing. So, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk uh, to talk with me. And it was really fun. We definitely should do it again. Uh, hope we should do it before your six thousand review. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I'll remember okay. make it a year okay. later. That, that, that sounds, sounds like a deal. Okay, good. All right, great. Well, how can people find you as far as your blog and, and all that fun stuff? Um, so my blog is uh, moverup.wordpress.com. Um, so you can see everything there. My uh, Twitter account is realmoverup. Great. Um, there's a way to get, get in touch with me. Or you can send great. me an email at uh, rob at moverup.net. Great. All of that, all in the description section. People can totally check it out. And uh, yeah, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all, all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. And my other uh, podcast is Hallmarkies Pod. Uh, you, can, you can find that all over the internet as well. And uh, so thanks so much. And we will talk again soon. Bye.